0: Welcome to the Fearless Presentations podcast. I'm Doug Standard, CEO of the Leaders Institute and Fearless Presentations, and this is the podcast that helps people just like you become more confident and poised presenters and speakers. Uh, this po- this is podcast number eighty four, and on this episode, I want to share with you a, a secret that really up until this episode, I've kind of held specifically for attendees of our classes and our online course viewers. But I'm going to show you a very simple turnkey process that will allow you to write almost most of the, pre- of the speeches that you'd be asked to deliver anyway in minutes versus hours or days. So it's a really, really simple process. It's one of those things that once people understand the concepts of what we cover in this process, makes the, the ability to design speeches much, much, much more effective. It's just much easier to do these things. And one of the things that, about the structure that I'm gonna cover today it, it works for almost all business presentations. There are a few exceptions. And on the next couple of podcasts, I'm going to give you the exceptions that I found from folks that have kind of come to the class where this particular structure didn't work, but they're rare. They're very, very, very rare. So over the years, I found that, that um, the way that people design their presentations really determines whether or not they're going to have confidence or nervousness. And so if you follow the process I'm going to show you in this podcast, it should help you reduce your nervousness pretty dramatically. Hey, by the way, the podcast is brought to you by Fearless Presentations. And if you want a, a really valuable way or you want some really valuable one-on-one coaching, then, um, then I would invite you to attend one of our two-day public speaking classes. It's one of the things that, that the, the, um, the class really allows you to do is put into practice the things that we're talking about here on the podcast. And one of the things that we've kind of found is that if you get a lot of great information, but you're not able to put it into practice, then that information gets lost over time. And so one of the really valuable things that the class will do is it helps you take the concepts and really put it into practice so that it becomes a habit, so it becomes the way that you that you work when you're designing presentations. And we've got classes coming up in Charlotte, San Antonio, Houston, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., Minneapolis, Philadelphia, Columbus, New York, Detroit, New Orleans, and, and Nashville. Those are the ones that are coming up in the next couple of months. So if I didn't call your city, just go to fearlesspresentations.com to access the full schedule. And don't forget, we conduct private classes for groups of as few as five people for about the same price as it would cost you to send um, a small group to a, to a class. So it's a, it's a really good value if you're looking for something like that. So, all right, so let's get on with today's podcast. Uh, so the title of today's podcast is how to write a, a speech in just a few simple steps. And if you're looking for a way to, to write a speech, then the process I'm gonna show you here can be really, really helpful. Over the last 20 years, our instructors have really dissected, dissected thousands of different speeches in the classroom. And over that time, we've been able to identify a few really simple things that can easily make or break a presentation so if you do these things it can make your presentation just really zoom and if you violate these things it can cause some some problems. So, um, so we've assembled a, a very simple step-by-step process that explains how to write a speech and really quickly and, and efficiently and um, in, in fact once you understand the concepts that we're going to talk about here you can actually use our online speech creator, and I'll put I'll put a link to that in the show notes, where you can go to the online speech creator and and basically just in a few minutes it'll it'll spit out an outline of a of a speech that you can de- deliver. So it's a really effective way to to use the concepts that we're going to talk about here. Now, a little warning though: the process is is very simple if you follow every single step. If you skip a step you can really get bogged down and the process can take a long time. But if you follow the steps, you can pretty much write just about any type of speech in just a few minutes. Now, the, the, the episode that, that we're doing right now is a series that I've designed to help people create their presentations from scratch. And just so you know, last year I wrote a, a, um, uh, a, a podcast. I, I, I wrote a, a post that was, um, that really helped people write a eulogy. That was one of the types of of uh, presentations that was kind of an exception to the process that we're going to show you how to do here, and there are a few others. There are things like a if you're doing a toast at a wedding or, or something like that. Those are things that aren't really formal speeches. They're things that that um, kind of don't fall in line with the process that we're that we're talking about here. But uh, over the next couple of episodes, I'm going to give you some some tips on how to do those things as well. So. So a few concepts that you really need to know before you start to write your speech. Remember that in a speech, less is more. The shorter is better than long in a speech. No one ever said, in fact, if you think about the, the meetings that you've been to in your in your career, nobody ever said in any speech ever something like, uh, man, that meeting was so good. I just wish everyone would have spoken longer. <laughs> You're right. Nobody ever said that. So uh, so a few concepts or, or bullet points that you cover really, really well is typically much better than covering a bunch of stuff in a cursory fashion. So another way or another great tip is that writing a presentation word for word and then trying to memorize your entire speech. That's really, really hard. So instead, create a presentation outline and then use literary devices to add what I call meat to the, the content. You know, for instance, examples and stories are, are a fantastic reinforcement for the points that you're that you're trying to get across in your presentation. And you can also use analogies and quotes and other visual aids. We'll kind of talk about that later on in the in the podcast. So, all right, so let's kind of get through the step-by-step process. That's, the, that's really the most important thing. So when you write a speech, um, the very, very, very first thing that you wanna do is narrow down your topic first. And then the writing process will be much faster and much easier. So the more broad that your topic is, the more stress that you're gonna feel when you're trying to create a presentation for that topic, for instance if you're trying to create a, a speech about world peace right that, that, well good luck with that because it it that's such a broad topic it's going to be very very challenging for you to create a, a presentation there's it's going to be very difficult for you to narrow down your content so that's going to be a much more challenging speech to make however if you wanted to create a presentation about how to improve security in your neighborhood that's gonna be a much easier speech to to create. So the more narrow that your speech is, the easier it is for you to create content for it. Now there are a ton of YouTube videos and papers and articles about how to narrow down your speech um, and and how to really narrow down your topic. and And, and to be brutally honest with you, I, I I probably wasted about thirty minutes just kind of going through because I wanted to see what was out there. You know, before I kind of gave you my tips, I wanted to. To, to kind of experience some of these YouTube videos and, and see if they were really good. Um, I, I think I just wasted a lot of time when I did that because most of them were not very helpful. Um, but the one thing I did find that was common with almost all of the videos that I watched in, in preparation for the, the podcast was that the common thread that many of them had was if you if the in the first step to narrow down your your topic if you ask yourself those five Ws from journalism remember those who what when where why how you know how is one I threw in but um, but if you if you kind of ask yourself those those Ws plus the H it makes it a lot easier to narrow down your topic for instance let's say that I'm going to give a presentation about about my company's financials last quarter. Well, the who obviously is the company, so that's easy. Um, The the when is last quarter. And if I narrow down where I might want to focus on the location, um, I might focus on, let's just say, the Midwest region. Right. So now I have have to ask myself, well, what exactly happened with our company offices in the Midwest region last quarter? Well, sales increase more in that region than in than in in any other other regions. That's why I picked them. Right. So that's the that's the thing that really happened there that was different than what was in the other region. And and so um, so at that point, then I'm just going to ask myself, well, why? What was it? Why? Why was that region different than the other regions? You know, what did they do or why did that happen in, in their region? And um, if I kind of do some research, I might find that they hired a new sales, uh, a new um, regional sales manager, that had her team focus on repeat business from past customers. And after finding out, you know, the answer to each of those questions, I can create a much more narrow and focused topic. So, for instance, the very first topic that I came up with was financials from last quarter. That's very broad; it's going to be very difficult. Lots of things that I could cover there. But when I ask those questions about what I really want to talk about in this presentation, then the present the title might become a, a focus on generating repeat business from past customers in the Midwest region generated a sharp increase in revenue last quarter. Now it's pretty wordy, but that's okay because at the in the design process, the more specific that I make the presentation title, the easier it is for me to design the the content. So even though the title is kind of wordy now. I can shrink that down later when I when I create my outline but if I have it in kind of a wordy way in the beginning it helps me kind of design the rest of the of the the speech the rest of the process. So if you have trouble narrowing down your your focus um or the narrowing down the focus on that on that topic you can make sure to focus on the why. So you know if you notice that asking those other questions were really helpful but when I got to the why that was what. That was when I was able to come up with the the real content for what this speech was really going to be about. So why would your audience care about the topic that you're presenting and why should they pay attention to you when you stand up to speak? If you can answer those questions and and add the answer those questions into the title, then your presentation is gonna be much more narrow and much more interesting to your audience. So for instance, if if my topic was narrow down your topic, obviously that's the one i used at the very beginning of this of this um this segment of the podcast i would just ask myself why why would somebody want to narrow down their topic or what's the benefit to them the answer is that it makes the writing process much faster and much easier so that my new topic might become narrow down your topic first and the writing process will become faster and easier which is basically what i did at the beginning of the section so so basically by just asking yourself the why it can it can really help you narrow down your focus and really that is the it's really the most important thing when you're designing your speech if if you can get honed in on the specific thing that you want to cover about the topic in your in your presentation it can really help the process pretty dramatically so the second step is you want to create a presentation outline and this is one of the things that we spend about a half day on uh, in the fearless presentations class it, it's one of those things that if you once you get really really good at this everything else that you do in a presentation gets much easier. So once you have a good topic, the rest of the process gets pretty easy, by the way. You just make a list of those top ideas or concepts, you know, what most people call bullet points. You make a list of those those potential bullet points that explains that topic. For instance, in that first example, one of the most important things that that Midwest region did to generate that extra income. And I just make a list of those things. For that second topic, Um, What were the one of the most important ways that I can reduce my time and effort if I narrow down my topic? So you write you you basically write a list of the most important terms or the most most important items anyway related to that topic. And once you have a list of three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever it is. Uh, once you have a list of items, then you want to rank them from the most important to the least important. So the easiest way to do that is just basically once you have your list, just kind of number them. Just put a number in, if out of all these 10 things. Where would this one fall? Well, that's the most important one. So that one's okay. going to be number one, right? So if you kind of do that, it makes it a whole lot easier. By the way, if you use the who, what, when, where technique that we talked about before, the the things that came up in the what section are typically going to be the, the, the place where you can get a lot of these items. So the process here is to really brainstorm possible concepts or, or bullet points to cover, and then sort them from the most important to the least important. And by the way, you you won't be able to effectively cover all of the bullet points that you brainstorm. So if you came up with ten different bullet points, you're probably not going to cover all of ten of those in your in your presentation. You'll really want to narrow that down to like three, four, five of the items, depending on how long that you have to to speak. Um, the number of items that you cover, um, it's, it's really determined by that length of time that you have in your, in your presentation. So a good rule of thumb is to cover one item or bullet for every seven to 10 minutes that you're going to speak. However, if you if you how, uh, the, the main thing that you want to keep in mind is that you definitely want to cover you want to limit your bullet points to maybe ten, maybe five you know, basically. So, if you're if you're let's say you're speaking for an hour and a half, you still even though you're going to have a lot of time to cover these, if you give more than 5 bullet points in your presentation, most of the time folks are going to forget the concepts that you're that you're trying to get across to them. So, it's a it's a a, a 5 is kind of the max that I would put in any of my presentations. Most of my keynote speeches, when I'm doing a keynote speeches are basically 5 point bullet 5 bullet point talks. So, you can you can get a lot of content in in, in 5 minutes. So now that you have your topic and you have your three to five bullet points, you have a great presentation outline that you can also use on your slide as the visual aid. So you can basically use this as the visual aid that you're using in your presentation. So then the, the third step is you wanna insert what I call impact ideas to add content to your presentation. So the, these impact ideas are, these are ways to explain the bullet points. A big mistake that a lot of people make when they're designing their their uh, content for their presentation is they think of the items that we're putting in here as being like sub bullet points and in reality what that what that does it's it creates a really big challenge for for not only for you when you're presenting but also for your audience to understand exactly what you're talking about the reason why is because per sitting most people aren't going to retain any more than three, four, five bullet points. That's why we kind of limit you that in the in the outline. So if you're giving sub points, you're really covering more bullet points. It's just now it's more complicated. so what you're let's say you put three sub points underneath each one of your five bullet points. Well, heck, now you're instead of covering a really clean five point talk that you can get some some great value out of. Now you're you're at 15 bullet points. And so that's that can be very, very challenging actually. You know, if you count the bullet points themselves, you're you're now at 20 bullet points. So it's you're covering 20 things in 30 minutes or 40 minutes. That's going to be very, very challenging. So so these impact ideas, they're not sub bullet They're They're ways to explain the content that you're trying to get across to your audience. And the analogy I like to use here is these these impact ideas are let's say, for instance, that you let's let's pretend that you're an attorney and you're making a case for the jury. So your, your bullet points are the statements that you're trying to prove. And then your impact ideas are the actual proof. These are the things that you're using, these items that you're using to prove that your bullet point is true. And if you think about your your presentation that way, it makes it a whole lot easier. So the first impact idea that you can use and the one that I think is really most valuable is a story or an example. So if you, have, if you can relay a quick story that occurred to actual people, <laughs> then that's really solid proof that what you're saying is true because it happened before. So the funny thing about stories is that is that most presenters kind of avoid stories like a plague for some reason. But most professional speakers use almost nothing but great stories to make their points. The stories are so valuable. If you want to if you want to cross the threshold from being an average speaker or a boring speaker to a more professional speaker, then the stories that you tell are going to be the thing that will help you do that. Um, and by the way, I mean, that's, that's why most speeches that you hear in the business world are going to be really, really boring and why most professional speakers are not boring. Right. So, so for instance, if, if, um, let's say that the new manager in that Midwest region that we talked about before had sales reps, had a sales rep reach, um, reach out to 10 past customers each week. And if one of those, if on one of those calls, let's say bill, one of her sales reps was able to close a $20,000 sale then you would tell that story as evidence that the thing that she did in her region was, was solid proof. So basically, you just kind of use a quick example or a story of something that happened. And it makes it a whole lot easier. The more detail that you, details that you put into the stories, the more interesting and the more memorable that they are to the audience. So if you go back to that jury analogy, a, a story is kind of like an eyewitness. You've got an eyewitness there that, that saw the crime occur. Now the second type of impact idea that gives you a lot of value is a quote. A simple quote from an expert that you can remember will add a lot of credibility to your speech. So if you insert a quote, you're you're basically borrowing the credibility from the other expert. So to continue the the jury analogy, this is like bringing in an expert witness to present to the jury. The third uh, third impact idea is called an analogy. And so and and after you've used the quote from an expert or, or and if you've used a story to verify that your bullet point is true. An analogy can really add some flavor to your presentation and make your points really, really memorable. So if you recall from from literature class, uh, an analogy is a comparison. So that's when you 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 use these to compare a point that you're trying to make you know, or you're trying to explain to your your audience. or And you're using that as, you're using a comparison to something that they already know. So. So like, for instance, a few minutes ago, I used the jury analogy, so I use that as a way to reinforce it. So these these um, the 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 neat thing about using these impact ideas are is that every time you insert a new one in underneath your bullet point, you're reinforcing that bullet point. You're not covering new territory. You're not adding new items to your, your list of things that you're covering that which would be confusing, you're basically taking that single bullet point and reinforcing it in a way to make it more memorable. So every time you add a few of these these impact ideas, it will make your presentation have a lot more meat and it'll make you the things that are coming much, much, much more, more memorable. So, and if you really want to, to um, learn how to do this type of process, I would encourage you to come to one of our public speaking classes. Obviously, this is a very abbreviated version of our turnkey process. Um, and it's it's really designed to help people help people create speeches in a more efficient way. But you can use these tips above uh, to to create a presentation outline using the speech creator. And again, you can, if you go to the show notes, you you can kind of see that. But if you really want to get good value out of des- designing and delivering presentations. You can purchase access to our online speaking course, or you can register for a seat in one of our in-person public speaking classes. Remember that the online course is also included in the tuition for our presentations classes. So if you if you attend a class, you actually get a lifetime access to that online course. So just kind of keep that in mind. So we'll see you on the next Fearless Presentations podcast. We'll cover some of those situations where you might be asked to design a presentation and it doesn't really fit the, the process that we came up with in, on this on this one. So we'll see you next week. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.